Well, I'm at the moment the fifth uh, generation of the business. Right. Uh, and my father is the fourth. And we are... So y you were always involved in this, in the same family? That yeah. Had, oh, right, okay. Uh, since... I thought you'd taken over, no. Uh, no, it's... Uh, there are two stories that linked. Uh-huh. So, my family started a business in 1898. Yeah. So, uh, in Sintra, so downtown mm -hmm. Sintra. Okay. With wines and food, uh, food business. <laughs> what happened was um, we used to supply the small mini markets in the, in well, around Sintra and Lisbon, and when in, I don't know, I, w I would say in the nineties, the the big chains of supermarkets arrived to to Portugal, and we had a different. Uh, different concept of, of, of retail mm -hmm. so we kind of mm -hmm. like uh, ran out of business on that on that on that uh, on the food business so we just stick to the wines to the wine. in Sintra yeah um, and we bought this winery in 1988 ah. and this winery was just for aging wines so we, we already had wines since 1898 mm -hmm. but we bought this winery later on yeah uh, so, on one hand, this is a, an old family project and business, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. on the other hand, it's a new project. And yeah. why? Because in 2013, um, we one of the partners of the company, my grandfather's uh, brother, died. Um, so we had splittings in the family. And my father was the only one um, in the business for the past 35 years. Uh, so. Well, with all the splittings and everything, my father got the business for himself, although the estate still belongs to the whole family. <laughs> what we decided to do is just to bring everything to this winery and start pretty much from scratch, starting doing everything here and leave the other winery. Of course... Sorry, the other winery is in... In Sintra, Sintra. downtown Sintra, yeah. <clears throat> uh, the thing is, when we, when we think about uh, changing places it, it seems quite easy but everything that involves wines and big equipments and tanks and everything it's, it's pretty tough so since 2000 I would say since 2014 we are still in the middle of changing the wines bottling there bottling here so it's been it's been tough I believe in the the end of well the middle of 2020 we'll leave completely the other winery and just stick to to this one yeah. our business we have our wines um, until last year the whole production was was bought to local farmers um, and uh, what's happening here is that the, these local farmers are getting old and some vineyards mm -hmm. are getting abandoned. Uh, so, and we have to guarantee the sustainability of, of the business. So we started some new plantations and also taking care of some vineyards that are in the limit of being abandoned. Um, so at this moment some of the grapes we buy straight from farmers some others we already harvest our own uh, and of course we are still fetching for for some land but it's it's hard land is expensive around here we are very close to lisbon because of the real estate mostly than of course the, uh, of course 
Uh, but we, we are in the fight. <laughs> One other thing that is very important is for... Any, sorry, is there any protection? Of the, are there any limits to what you do? It, it, it is. We, where you can build? Yes, it is. Uh, we fortunately right now... Okay, I, I'm going to start from, from the beginning. So what happened was... Um, you, 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 of course, you know this, but uh, this region got famous because of Philoxera. Yeah. Yeah. So after Philoxera, this region was the, the, the good place to get good quality wines for, for, for some time. And the, the, the region was, was blooming and everything was great. Then, of course, American rootstocks and different mindset in terms of uh, wines profile. Uh, people paid more attention to the new Douro wines, to Alentejo as well. So this acidic and fresh profile of the coast kind of like got lost mm. in the mix. Um, so this region was not interested in, in was not I interesting anymore. And well, due to that, when we entered the European Community in '86, the government was paying farmers. Well, apparently we had a, uh, an excess of vineyards in Portugal, so the government was paying farmers to unplant yeah, vineyards. Yeah. Well, around here, the wine was difficult to sell, uh, land was worth money, so let the farmers thought, okay, I'm getting old, my kids don't really want to take care of this, I'm selling the land for construction, getting the money from the government to unplant my vineyards. Mm -hmm. So, well, since that those years the quantities got mm -hmm. smaller and smaller and, and this was the beginning of, of well of the decrease um, what happened in between was the natural park came in so it's now it's very hard to build in the area although there's not much land available you have several separated plots around here um, and uh, well you don't have an extension of land like in, in, in Alentejo or in, well, in Lisbon, mm -hmm. it's different. And due to, well, the position of this area close to Lisbon, close to the beach, a lot of people come here to spend vacations, a lot of people have uh, holiday houses here that mm -hmm. live in Lisbon. Mm -hmm. um, land worth money compared to other areas. Even land for farming, it's expensive. It's 10 times more than if you drive 50 kilometers up to the northern part of Lisbon, it's 10 times more, although you cannot build. So, well, we, we are in the fight. <laughs> so, so now <coughs> how much hectares do you or We, we own 2.5 hectares 2 .5 at the moment. Uh, we just, uh, we, we harvest uh, this, this last vintage, we harvest um, a vineyard, a small plot by the ocean, which has about 100 years old. And uh, the owner of the vineyard, he has 83 years old, and he just told us, if you want to take care of my vineyard, you just pay me a uh, rental for uh, till whenever you life. want, and yeah. yeah, and I'll. So, well, now we have four very small plots of vineyard, which in total makes two and uh, two and a half hectares. Although some of them is uh, clay limestone soils and it's not one of the plots is clay limestone soils and not sandy soil, so three plots. Um, and the rest we, we we some grapes we buy from farmers, some other grapes we buy we have to buy through the co-op. Um, 
in this region you have the sandy soils and the clayish limestone soils so two different soils in the same region in the same place uh, which produce of course completely different wines um, and the grapes from clay soils we we are allowed to buy straight from the farmers the others uh, the sandy soil grapes all the local farmers that, that have sandy soil plots they are associated with the co-op so it would be wrong in our site to go around the co-op and mm -hmm. buy straight from the farmers mm -hmm. and we, we would be creating a war around here yeah. and we don't want this it's we don't have a written contract mm -hmm. it's kind of like another thing uh, and we don't want to to upset create that. and upset everyone well we could go around buy the grapes straight from Mr. Joaquin for example because we know the grapes are good and we'll pay more but then uh, Cheetahs for example comes around and pays more because all Santa Maria goes around it and pays more it will push up the prices yeah. and so, yeah. <laughs> so we'd rather have everything taken to the co-op and from there each winery gets a part of the of the well the, the production mm -hmm. before I was here I uh, started working with my father in 2015. Uh, my father, well, all of a sudden, due to, well, the economical context, he got pretty much alone in, in, in this business. Uh, so he, he would um, do our wines in the co-op. And then after fermentation, the wines would come here to rest in for our, aging. In, in, for aging in our barrels. And, uh, since I'm with my father, I'm, I've been, we, we've been changing this, trying to push everything to this winery to, well, to be completely independent from, from others. Um, so now you bring in grapes directly from the cooperative? Uh, some of them. Okay. Some of them. But I guess it's your plan in the future just to focus to have yeah. the real raw material e and then you can exactly, really... Exactly. Of course, the grapes that we have our own. Yeah, yeah. We bring from our plots, we, we do everything here. The grapes mm -hmm. we buy through the co-op, for example, the this year we fermented here the 2007, the 2019, we, we did the, the white, we didn't ferment the, the red. It's just a question of trying to figure out which way works better in terms of puzzle of tanks and mm -hmm. Yeah, for logistics purposes, yeah, it's it's it's, um, it's hard to well to manage. It's one of the for me one of the most difficult things in wineries to manage woods and what yeah. should I put here? Do I have enough quantity to fill up this tank? So yeah, well, um, but yeah, we are we are in the move. And um, concerning our wines, we have clay limestone soil wines and sandy soil wines. They are completely different. And red and white and both? Both. We both. have, pretty much we have, we have four wines, two whites and two reds. Yeah. One white clay limestone soils, one red clay limestone soils, and same with, with, with sand. With the sand, yeah. Um, we consider the clay limestone wines, uh, wines that we can say that can introduce better the region for people who were not used to taste fresher 
for people we which are used to drink full body wines heavy uh, oaked age wines uh, this is a good introduction for the region this clay like clay limestone soil wines that we have does that make a lighter style of wine then the it's a lighter style but still more classical <coughs> type of more pro aromatic profile exactly yeah. exactly mm -hmm. that's it and um, yeah. for a long time this wine and well it still is of course it is a wine that um, well of course it's easier for people to drink it's easier to to just buy a bottle and you drink pretty easily you don't have to you drink, drink it young you don't yeah you, to you, you don't have to think too much about what you're drinking mm -hmm. uh, and uh, for a long time this style of wines was what was well sustained this this house my, mm -hmm. my father mm -hmm. 10 15 years ago was was very difficult to sell sandy soil wines because the profile was so different and people were not for sure used to taste this mm -hmm. style mm -hmm. uh, well things have changed people are looking into more and more things that are different yeah. right now things are people are going once again uh, trying to fetch the Atlantic breeze and the Atlantic climates and everything mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 15 years ago everything everyone was trying to go more continental run it, yes. to run away yeah. from from the, the ocean and yeah. right now it's the opposite so this is all about trends and fashion so yeah, yeah. Um, difficult so this clay soil, soil wines was they were created to well to introduce or to have something democratic mm -hmm. in the region What's happening is these wines um, are now what we can call in the region classic wines from Clayish Limestone. So, so if you go around this place and you ask for wine from here, the profile is, is that pretty much. Um, on the other hand, we have the Viuvo Gomes, which is the Sandy Soul wines, uh, which are also classic. So we can say that we have these two classics from same region, different soils, and of course different denominations in terms of, of rules. Um, I'm now creating a new uh, project, which is uh, trying to kind of like go back to to some grapes that were used here in the past, which are not used anymore. Um, and doing a different approach from wines that we can produce out of the the clay soils. So I'm trying to uh, explore new 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 potential on the clay soil wines. Mm -hmm. uh, so the the project will be will be launched very very soon. And this clay limestone plot that we have, um, it will be just for 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 those those wines some grapes that we are using that in my opinion are completely underrated grapes in Portugal such as Castellão for example and I want to do a single variety Castellão uh, which I was one of here in this region clay limestone soils it's one of my favorite varieties um, uh, we also planted some Ramisco in clay soils which doesn't exist uh, because everyone says it doesn't work and when I ask why it doesn't work, no one knows why, and no one knows... Tradition. <laughs> yeah, it's tradition. <laughs> so we, 
we will give it a try. So we, mm -hmm. we have planted uh, some chemishku in clay limestone soils. So let's see how, how it works out. Uh, and some other variety which some producers are running away, which is called Tinta Muda as well. Uh, we planted a little bit of Toriga Nacional just to check the profile in this region. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. To compare with <coughs> the rest of exactly. Portugal, because it's, it's now uh, it's planted everywhere. Exactly. So, so it's just uh, we have like 300 plants or something just to see how it goes. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. And of course, some Malvasia of Colar, mm -hmm. the grape of the sandy soil in clay limestone soils, which already exists. But we, we got the same clones from local farmers and we 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 send it to the to the nursery to Yeah you took to cuttings graft. from local to farmers to yeah. okay cool. Yeah. And you've got it grafted on American root yeah. stock for yeah. the So this will be the new the new project. Mm -hmm. My role here is of course I have to I have a weight on my back because I have to of course keep what is classic but on the other hand I I want to to do my own Develop thing and things, try yeah. to do new things. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. my father uh, comes along with me in, in this adventure, crazy, <laughs> crazy adventures. So, well, let's see what happens from from now on. The the wines, <laughs> the, the clay limestone, are they what denomination are they? Lisbon or Calarish? Lisbon. Lisbon. Yeah. Everything you plant, which is not Chamisco or Malvasia of Calarish, in sandy soil has to be IGP Lisbon. So it just, in Portugal have table wines, and you probably know this, IGP and DOC. So yeah. everything out of the sand, it has to be IGP. Yeah. These new wines, I don't want them to be IGP because I don't want to be linked to Lisbon. I want so you to want to promote the I, place I, I, I want to promote Sintra. I want to promote Sintra. Because we have some people that see our bottles of Patron Diogo, which is our clay soil uh, wine and see like a huge label saying Lisbon and people get confused. Yeah. Uh, so on those wines, I d just don't want to have anything written and just to explore the terroir and don't be linked to, uh, don't have guidelines mm -hmm. in terms mm -hmm. of what so you can tell me which so is. So you do it like in France, they do with Vin de France now. Exactly. Yeah. Like where people yeah. kind of go out of the mm -hmm. appellation because they cannot mm -hmm. really be in the projects that they're trying to make. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. I could, yeah. I could, and, and uh, the ones I, that, these wines, the ones that I already have in the winery, they are in the certification of Lisbon. But before I can bottle, uh, before I bottle them, I go there and I say, no, you I can want these wines to them. be wines of Portugal. Exactly, and not mm -hmm. be not ask for the stamps. And can you use the name Colares on, nope. on them? No, 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 not at no. all. Huh? Upstairs is the office, mm -hmm. small store. Which, well, when we are here, the store is open. When we are not, the store is not open. <laughs> uh, here is the lab. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Here we can do everything uh, in terms of um, well, when the wines are aging. Mm -hmm. uh, we, but well, of course, after fermentation and before boiling, we send to a final analysis. Mm -hmm. yeah. well, we cannot analyze sugars here, so we, okay. the end of the fermentation, we we just send to a to a lab, mm -hmm. and then in terms of analyzing sulfurs, volatile acidity, mm -hmm. and, and well, everything we can do here. Yeah, yeah. And in terms of the grape, now that you started to 
kind of replant some of the vineyard and owning your own vineyard, mm -hmm. you plan to vinify this separately compared to the grapes that you're buying in the future or you... Uh, we'll see. You will see. Uh, my goal at this precise moment is those grapes that come from that specific clay limestone plot will go for this Pirata, which is the new project. Yeah, the one I saw the picture of on uh, Instagram. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, but I'm, well, I don't know if some year the grapes, well, I don't want to use one grape, it goes to the Patron Dio, so we blend with, with, with the other grapes. In terms of sandy soil, we'll see. We'll, we'll have the, 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 yeah, well, you will the see two the things, and if they're good to blend, we blend. If they are not, we just don't blend. Let's see. Uh, well, it's something that we, we, yeah. we, do, we, don't, we don't work by recipe. Uh, and I've done that in the past, and I learned what I don't want to do. Yeah, you're in the process of more understanding and learning from yeah. the soil. We, we, and want the to, we want to express the, the year and the place. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, we don't treat the wines just to please the customer. Uh, we don't treat the wine if the wine doesn't need to be treated. Of course, we, we, we don't, if the wine needs to be treated, of course we have, we have to, to treat it. Mm -hmm. But we don't, for example, the usage of, um, of sulfur. Yeah. Books say, okay, to keep the wines uh, protected, you have to use in between 35 and 40 milligrams per liter. Okay, but the wine have different acidities. The wine have different pH. You have the molecular sulfur. So, as long as the barrels are full and you keep an eye on them, if you're not moving the wine, the wine can be very low in terms of sulfur. Mm -hmm. And we we would be that with wines aging for seven, eight years, adding sulfur all the time. So, we manage it. We 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 let the wines talk to us and see if the wines need uh, what the wine needs. Um, so. So you try to keep the sulfur to a minimum. You yeah, always, yeah, always, always. Yeah. In in the past, I've worked in 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 another winery that I just had like a, a recipe book. Yeah. Working with <laughs> the same variety, doing. Mm -hmm. 10 different wines out of the same variety and it was just okay for this wine I had this this um, this uh, yeast this enzyme this product when the in the fermentation when the density goes down 30 points I'll add this and well where, where did you work beforehand before you came back in uh, 2015 I worked in um, in Busseller mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, you and then work anywhere outside Portugal? No. no. What I try to do is I try to do what I call technical visits. <laughs> so I don't well, I don't have the time to well to leave my father and go six months or three months to some place. Yeah. Uh, and of course my wife. Uh, but um, yeah, I do these technical visits, so like flash visits to France and some other places mm -hmm. that I, well, I know the producers, I talk to them and I go there to see how they're working to exchange some ideas. And that's, 
what I well the best I can do at this point. Yeah. But your previous experience was in Busan. Your previous experience was in Busan. Yes, and then I, well, my first vintage was at the at the co-op. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, Bucellas and uh, well, uh, and um, no, in in Bucellas some well some was no. good was good for a, a big scale thing, mm -hmm. uh, but it's not. I like I, I like craft. I like when the the science meets the the art, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, doing things just with science or just with art it, for me doesn't work. So it's good to to have the scale to have uh, to produce Coca Cola. And mm. and then mm. come back to the craft, and I think it's good. I don't really want to turn this winery into a into a factory. I just want to keep it like this. Of course, we are trying to to have more quantities. Mm. Uh, to make it more viable. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because at the end of the day, we live we live out of this. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And so when you when you buy the grapes at the cooperative, mm. you decide which lots you want to buy, mm. or they just say we have the whole cake. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But and of course, you have grapes with that are excellent. Some others that are not. Yeah. And uh, yeah, well, it is what it is. And it will change at some point. Yeah, I hope so. I'm. I'm not sure if with this new plantation and these 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 vineyards that are, that we are taking care, we might be in the limit of having the same quantities that we already have. So we might be able to, with the grapes from the co-op, we might be able to double the production. Mm -hmm. But I'm not sure, because the, 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 the vineyards, one plot is uh, 15 years old, the other one is 100 small plots, then the other one is a new plot, so it's, it's, it's too early to, to say yeah. how it's going to, to, to work out. Mm. Um, yeah. Well, this side is where we work. Mm -hmm. uh, we, these tables are meant to what we call to prepare the wines so when we when we bottle the wines we we rent a, um, a machine that comes in here actually we will be bottling in december the new wines we just got the certifications for the chemiskus today nice. uh, the approval to to bottle um so we're bottling the 2012 and 2013. right <coughs> um so when we bottle, we stick everything into containers, mm -hmm. and then as we need the wines, Gina, which she is not here today, she'll take the bottles out of the containers here or, or, or in the back, um, and she put everything by hand, and, and yeah, what we call uh, change the wines from semi-final product to final product to get uh -huh. straight. On the old vintages, which are underneath here we call this our vault as a joke we say that what's there <laughs> worth more than a winery uh, and some some there as well um, these wines we work by allocation so according to the historic we release a certain amount per year uh, and uh, according to each uh, buyer according to their historical of, of purchases we we try to keep at least to maintain the same quantities that they the, from the, the previous year um, but we have to do this because we have some importers 
that one all of a sudden one and everything and we have to well it has to to well to manage to manage to everyone yeah it's yeah. not easy to find a a wine dry wine from 1934 so that still holds because it's one of the particularity he hasn't said but him and his father each bottle of old vintages are checked before shipping so if they have a doubt mm -hmm. they will not ship the wine they are there <laughs> put aside. Yeah. Yeah. And then, we, well, they're put aside. And, well, they're actually there because we have to photograph, and uh, we have to because the commission keeps uh, track of our quantities. So we have to tell them that these bottles are not good to go. Okay. Everything is very good. Very tight. carefully. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But we check the level yeah. of the. We check the corks. We check the level of the wine. We check if the color drops and. Mm -hmm. pretty much everything uh, if we were not controlling the stocks we would never know who, where the wine would yeah. go and yeah. could be at some storage mm -hmm. and, uh, and we you know don't know how it's being looked after yes yeah. Yeah. and we know that there they are pretty much away from uh, the sunlight uh, close to the ground so we yeah. have more humidity mm -hmm. it's good yeah. do you record do you record every bottle in 2000 did you? It was a huge, right. huge work. Yeah, I yeah. wasn't here, so. <laughs> <laughs> so all the barrels right. are full now. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah, we we've been having some some trouble with the, the small small barrels. So they have a solution now with tartaric acid and, and, and sulfur. Okay. Because they were giving they they were. Um, Give me, giving me some volatile in the wines, mm -hmm. so I just uh, took the, the wines out. Um, but these small barrels sometimes are important for well to manage the quantities. Yeah. And we, I'm trying to let's see how how they are. We are uh, fixing the, the tons. So these were the first two. Mm -hmm. This gave me a lot of trouble, so the the cooper the cooperage had to put new uh, new wood of uh, chestnut in it. This one, this wood is also chestnut, but it was uh, old. It's old chestnut, and the the, the tops are mahogany. These tops mm -hmm. these these tops are, are old. So this one was ex exactly like this, and then we um, and uh, this one right now we just put it here last week mm -hmm. we fill it up with water just to open it up with some also with some sulfur and some tartaric acid and well of course stainless steel we ferment everything in, in stainless steel uh -huh. uh, well for now and uh, well it's, it's pretty simple crusher and destammer here in the center then pumping to, to the tank uh, this year we've done some experiments um, with um, this uh, 2019, the, the the new project, the pirate. We some of the grapes we crushed underfoot, right. and we put a, a, a um, we put that that well, we crushed inside the tank. Then we put a layer of um, and well, whole bunch. Yeah, whole bunch. But no crushing. No crushing. And then a layer with uh, with crushed and w once again underfoot. Another well, we did the wine in layers. Okay. And when when the fermentation was already well, to be more gentle with the grapes and to promote mm -hmm. internal fermentation inside the the 
of the grape itself. Inside the whole grapes. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, during fermentation was just popping over, so we didn't we didn't uh, move the pumice or something. And then when we finished, when the fermentation was was already well, was almost finished, we took out the, all the liquid, and we pressed those grapes that were some of them were already uh, still uh, uh, well untouched, mm -hmm. yeah. and we still had some sugar. So we pressed those grapes and we, well, ended up the fermentation, just the, the liquid okay. uh, and, well, the rest of the sugar uh, turned it to alcohol and, yeah, mm. let's see how it goes. Just a different, different, different experiment. Yeah. Copied mm. from Burgundy. Copied from Burgundy. You need to try. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I was there in March and I, well, one producer was telling me about this and I Okay, um, let's try to do the same to see how is the difference. But well, the years are yeah are different, so you need to learn, you need to experiment. And yeah, for example, the white, uh, the, these new wines, the Pirata, will also since they don't have a background, they also work for me as uh, I can do everything mm -hmm. because I don't have. Uh, they're not classic, so they are new wines, so I can experiment things and things that work I can apply to the other wines. Mm -hmm. The experiment I did with the white Malvasie Pirata, so Malvasie Pirata, so it's the Malvasie is the grape of sandy soil. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so we, so it's the grape of sandy soil in clay soils. And what I did was I, I fermented the, just the juice with 35% um, of the stem in it just to try to get um, protein stabilization mm -hmm. in the wine without using any oenological product. Mm. Uh, well, I sent it to analysis and it's not stable yet. <laughs> but now my, my, in wood might, might, be, might, might stabilize itself. But my goal was, okay, so if I use stem, I might, might have the wines stable and I don't have to yeah, use bentonite, for example. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, mm. for example, this is a test. Yeah. Let's yeah. see. How much are you trying to do in terms of volume on the, this new Pirata project? My, maybe six, six, seven thousand bottles. Okay. Let's see. One other thing that I didn't mention was um, since this year we, we started to treat all our plots uh, with the principles of organic farming, which once again every, everyone is against us, uh, not in a bad term of course, but it's, they're saying that we are crazy, it's not never going to work because this is a very tough region in terms of, of humidity. Yeah. We say that Sintra is where the winter spends the summer. Uh, in actually in the winter, well, this time of the year, you don't feel that much of a difference between Lisbon and Sintra. But in the summertime, you have in Lisbon 40 degrees, and you come here, it's like 25, yeah. and it's foggy. So all this, it's a challenge in, in in the vineyard. It's also a challenge in terms of weed control because weeds are growing every time. Um, but yeah, this year we started to just to spray copper and sulfur and doing some, I've 
I've tried a uh, product which is like a kind of like a, f a fungus that competes with other with uh, with oidium with mm. powder, uh, powdery mildew, so it com gets competition in the plant and well, we won't affect it. Let's see uh, if it works. And well, so far we manage it. And like, but the year was was, was okay. It was easy. Uh, I'm not sure if once again if it's going to be possible in the future. Uh, but you're experimenting and seeing yeah, if yeah, we we're trying, we're trying, and uh, that's cool. Plenty of changes, grapes in the vineyard. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. especially herbicides. Herbicides is terrible, and everyone around here uses herbicides. So we have this new plot. On the other side of the road is another plot, and we didn't use any herbicides, so our plot is all green. And the other, it's like almost like the fire gut into the vineyard. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but well, once again, we we we, are we don't have a lot of people working with us, so mm -hmm. I have to go with a mower to the vineyard and uh, mm -hmm. well. Yeah, the tractor. Do you look for organic uh, certification in the future? Uh, that's a tough question. Um, and I, I have a specific um, opinion in terms of, of, of certification. Um, of course, this is a business and we have to sell. And if the market really wants the certification. But one thing that, and I'm sorry about the term, pisses me off in Portugal, is that people only look for bio, for organic, and they don't care about the brand. Mm -hmm. You see publicity in the streets because bio sells. Mm -hmm. And some bio things are not honest. Mm -hmm. On the other day I was going, in Lisbon I was going down the main avenue and I saw this outdoor saying bio olive oil and I don't even remember which brand was it so I don't know if the brand is good I just know it's bio so I'm going to buy it my plan is for people to buy our wines because they believe in our work and they believe in our methods of course this is well I have to assist a business to family to feed um, so if the market for example, in Norway, if they oh, if you have the stamp of bio, it will work better. Why not? So nineteen for you here is good quality and good quantity, both or we had good quantity, but in terms of uh, weight, liquid was not good. Grapes were tiny. The because of skins the were thick. too hot summer. Heat. Uh, well, yeah, some heat, lack of rain, and the, mm -hmm. the, 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 the vineyard responded with thick, well, mm. smaller grapes, uh, but thicker skins. Yeah. And uh, so, mm -hmm. for example, this is, this is 19 we're talking about. 19, 19. yeah. Mm -hmm. For example, in the we, we usually we have about um, between 70 and 75 percent of um, liquid in the whites and this year we had 65 mm -hmm. 